Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 351. If you don't truly listen to your customers and always act in their best interest, you will not have served them to your highest extent. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Chris Benny. Chris Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. All right. Great to have you here. Chris Benny is the owner of Provo Motorsports in Seattle, Washington. There, he and his talented team work on special interest and European sports cars. Their goal is to improve their customers' experience on the road and the racetrack. Chris has over 15 years of experience in road racing, chassis setup, and alignment. He's also an instructor with Performance Racing School at Pacific Raceway. He races with ICSCC Conference in an Alfa Romeo and coaches other Alfa owners on how to drive better on the street and the track. And you'll be proud to know I'm wearing my Alfa Romeo sweatshirt this morning just for you, Chris. Outstanding. Outstanding. So, Chris, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share some more about your business and your passion for automobiles? Right. Okay. So, what we like doing here at the shop is... Uh, working with customers on their uh, sports cars, whether it's a, a, a vintage car or it is their uh, track day or, or race day car, and understanding what their needs are, working with them, uh, servicing the car, and setting them up for just continued success. And that happens through the alignment rack and just in service, inspecting the cars finding things before they become problems and fixing them and just overall listening to uh, listening to the customers. That's always a great thing to do, listen to customers. Now, Chris and I met some time ago. We both live up here in the Northwest. We both spent a lot of time at the racetrack and around collections. Prova is a pretty new business for you. So you just opened that up this past summer. But tell us about what you were doing before. You worked with some Pretty heavy hitters in the uh, historic racing venue and uh, European sports car venue. Yeah, I spent the last uh, previous 12, 13 years working in this neighborhood and serving customers that have got some historically significant race cars, both Formula One and uh, Trans Am cars. And the role I would play in those cars is is working with them on the alignment rack and setting them up. And uh, so... 
through the years, I've had the privilege of working on vintage Formula One cars and cars that have been put on uh, airplanes and sent to run um, historic Le Mans and Monaco and uh, just just a lot of fun working with uh, old old machines as well as new. You've got to play with some really cool stuff, I know, because I've been around some of those cars. I've seen them on the track. So you've had a lot of fun in your past. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so Chris, take the wheel. Well, there's nothing really terribly profound, but, you know, effectively, you know, working hard, then playing hard, <laughs> getting getting that work done, and uh, and then taking time away from work and go and do something for yourself, play hard, listening to your customers and uh, and really understanding what their needs are, what their wants are, and making sure that everything I'm doing is in their best behalf. And and then another one that I've always enjoyed was just surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Ah, uh, yes. That's the absolute truth, especially in business. And since your business is pretty new, do you have a team there with you that... Uh, You've pulled with you from other sources around the Pacific Northwest? I have uh, one assistant who's working for me, and uh, that is it at this time. Well, hey, that's all you need right now. But as your business grows, there'll be other people knocking on your door, I'm sure, especially with the kind of machinery that you've worked on. Let me ask you a little bit about one of those quotes, work hard, play hard. I assume you get out to the track a lot, and I know you do some coaching with Performance Driving School We've had the director of that school here on Cars, yeah, and tell us a little bit about that. While it is work, uh, I almost consider it playing because it's so rewarding. And it just it's an opportunity to communicate with people, get them to unlock some of their potential, have them realize a moment where they, they've bettered themselves and see the enjoyment, the look in their eyes, and then take that lesson and then apply it to the next task and help them grow as drivers. And it's very rewarding and very fun through the, most all the process. Well, the other one of your quotes you talked about is uh, choose people to work with you that are smarter than you, that know a little bit more than you. And, and there's a great tie-in here. If you want to learn how to drive your car a better, whether it's on the street or the track, but if you're on the track going fast, get a coach next to you, somebody that knows how to make that car handle better. I've been through racing school. I've had a lot of coaches sit next to me at Pacific Raceway and help me learn how to go faster. And uh, for those listeners out there, you may think you're a great driver, but there's always somebody who can help you get a little bit better. So therein lies that other quote of yours, Chris, that you, you like to utilize so great. Would you share with me a story that instigated your passion for cars Tell us about that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy. Uh, just growing up around machines, and uh, whether it was uh, aircraft, uh, whether it was trains and cars, they were just always around me, and I had a fascination of them. Our family car was a 1971 Rally Sport Super Sport four-speed Camaro, and I grew up in the back. <laughs> That's seat quite of that a car. family car. <laughs> it, it was, it was, and uh, growing up um, in the back seat and then the front seat of that car kind of shaped who I was and and my fascination for cars. Sure. Now, was your dad into cars? 
He is. He must he have is. been if that was the family car. It was his first new car he purchased. He ordered the car, and it is still in the family today. Wow, very cool. Well, that's a rarity that you find a car that's still in the family, especially a cool car like that. So, so did you learn how to drive a stick shift in that car? I did. Very cool. <laughs> I love it. Chris, what I'd love to do now is crawl under the hood, get our hands a little dirty, certainly something that you're used to. You've worked on so many cars, but I'd love for you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career, your life. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome it and what did you learn from it? What did it teach you? Well, I was thinking about this question and and I did decide to talk about a failure and uh, and what I learned from it. And it goes back, it goes back a few years, but it's it's with me today as if it happened just that just then. Mm -hmm. I was doing a wheel alignment for uh, another workshop here in the neighborhood whom I, I still serve. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had asked me in conjunction with the wheel alignment to check the front wheel bearings and adjust them as required. So I did so. And in the process, somehow I failed to tighten the pinch bolt on the, uh, on the adjustment. Oh, I, who knows? I was distracted. I, I don't know. I released the car back to the uh, other workshop, and they proceeded to do some other driving with the car and servicing it. And in the process, they caught this mistake that I'd made, Mm. but not before some damage was done to the uh, spindle. Mm -hmm. And so the phone call from the owner of that workshop, hey, can you come up and I need to sit down and talk with you, sitting down with him and reviewing the... uh, reviewing the mistake, but in a very um, constructive manner. He he was upset, and rightfully so, but he used that as a lesson to teach me. And mm-hmm. so we walked through wh- how it happened, and in, in that process, I immediately assumed responsibility for my actions. So there was, uh, I, I respected him for trying to teach me a lesson as opposed to just yelling and screaming at me. And then he also respected the fact that I didn't try and dispute or excuse away my behavior mm-hmm. uh, or my action. I, I just simply, I took ownership of it. Yep. And, the, you know, the lessons really is, one, distractions. They're all around us. Uh, when you're working with these machines, to always be double-checking your work and don't allow those distractions to happen if you can. And then we're human. We're going to make mistakes. And the sooner then I can uh, identify that I've made a mistake, uh, I can I can fix it and make it as seamless as possible for the customer. But at the same time, I'll acknowledge that mistake uh, when it's when it's appropriate to do so. And, and people respect that. Sure. Absolutely. You know, there's some great lessons here, and I don't have the mechanical proficiencies that you have. And one of the things that I do when I'm playing or working on cars is I create a checklist mm-hmm. to make sure I do everything in order. And back when I was vintage racing and I was servicing the car myself at the track, I definitely had those checklists because forgetting to tighten a lug nut or a bolt on a car or something on a car and going out on the track at speed can not only put yourself at risk, but all the guys around you at risk as well. So. Uh, It's a great lesson for our listeners out there. Number one, own your mistakes. And you were very fortunate to have a mentor, a teacher that was willing to help you through that and help you learn from it. So 
Great lesson there. Great story there. And I would assume that's probably the last time you ever did that. Uh, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Always double check your work and uh, never be afraid to do so, even in front of a client. Yeah, uh, they'll, absolutely. They'll, they'll appreciate it. Yep, I believe so. How about aha moments? Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story when you had one of those career aha moments. I like to say it's when the headlights came on and illuminated your way for this new idea or this new direction you had. Tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into your success. Well, it stemmed from customers that I uh, held in, in high regard for their success in business and how they carried themselves, um, repeatedly telling me that it didn't matter to them whose name was on a building. It was the person inside who was providing the service to them, mm-hmm. and that relationship that they had was was more important than the name of the business. Mm. And the message that I was being given and then I began to receive and process was that they were saying this to me. Mm-hmm. And so, one, that's flattering, but two, what do, what do I do with it? And so ultimately... It was a couple of key clients that, that just repeatedly stayed on me and uh, built that confidence in me that, hey, I should, I should go and do this for myself. And so that was, the, uh, that was the business advice and that aha moment that led me to take a, a leap and walk away from uh, a longstanding relationship with another shop and take a chance. Sure, sure, absolutely. You know, Reminds me of another guest I've had here on Cars, yeah, Alec Finnegan, who's a partner at Paul Russell and Company. They're very well known in throughout the world as one of the leading restoration shops. And he talked about how many people came to work for them in their shop and then went on to have their own business and how they always looked at that in a different way than many companies do, where they go, oh gosh, lost another guy. Uh, you know, the grass is always greener. Good luck, buddy. They always liked creating, mentoring those people so they could go out and start their own business. For them, it was something to be proud of and be respectful of and be happy for that person to go out and do that. So I'm glad you shared that story because it's very common. We all go and learn at places and then eventually we hope we can hang our own shingle out and start our own business. And I know what you guys have created up there is pretty darn cool. Your new shop up there in Seattle, really proud of you for stepping out of that comfort zone and and taking a chance there. That's great. That's what Cars yeah is all about, entrepreneurship. How about proudest career moments? I would assume you've, you've had many. You've worked around so many cars with so many different clients, but is there one that stands out for you that you could share? I think the, the one that stands out is the most recent one. There have been several over the, over the years of working with some of the cars, as you referenced. But for me right now, the, the greatest one is standing in the doorway of my own workshop the day of a, a grand opening. And it was about a month after I had already began working on cars in the shop and, and was already into a, a, a busy work schedule. Standing at the, standing at the, uh, the roll-up door and just seeing a flood of people coming to, to see my new shop and that, again, it came back to that message of they, they were here because of our relationship that we had together and they were they were excited to do business with me in my new venture and were very supportive of it. And customers that actually 
held work until I could open up and serve them in my own business. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I keep hearing that from so many guests. This car hobby, the car business, the automobile trade, it really is about the people and the importance of building strong relationships, always taking care of people and treating them right because at some point in time that will come back to you. So uh, I know that was a very special day for you, that opening day. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? Doesn't have to be your first car, but maybe it was. But would you share a memory with us that you have with that vehicle? Uh, First really special car was a 1973 Z28 Camaro. Oh, wow. And it was uh, something that I, I worked for a summer just scraping money and and doing everything I could do to earn extra money to uh, to buy this car. And special memories in the car, this is dating myself a bit, but sitting in the car in the car part of the apartment building that I was uh, uh, living in at the time, with the engine fully warmed up, the car in reverse, and my foot on the brake, listening to the radio, waiting to hear where the free Pearl Jam concert tickets were going to be handed out. <laughs> cool. And the moment that that site was announced, I shot the car out of the carport in reverse, did a absolutely perfect James Rockford J-turn in the car, <laughs> cool. and we raced down to the Seattle Center at a, at a high rate of speed, made it down there, had the time of our life in the car, and uh, got our tickets to the show. It was just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just truly a great memory. and uh... Well, you know, uh, pretty darn cool in a Z28 going down to get your Pearl Jam tickets. I mean, what could be more cool than that? I love it. What color was the car? Uh, it, was, uh, it was dark green. I think about the car now, and uh, it was anything far from perfect. But at that moment in time, it was uh, it was pretty special. It was pretty special. Absolutely. I love that. Great story. All right, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've sold that you really wish you had back in the garage, or is there a vehicle that you bought that shortly thereafter you said, what on earth was I thinking? I can answer that question with the same car (laughs) almost, and that is that Z28 Camaro. Ah. And I had sold the car to buy something more practical and uh, more attractive to the girl that I was dating at the time. Uh-oh. Now, let me stop you right there. Listeners, don't buy a car for the girl that you're dating. Buy it for yourself. Right, Chris? The car may be with you much longer than the girl. I guarantee it. <laughs> In this case, the replacement car was a 79 900 Turbo Saab. Uh-oh. Another sob story. It truly was. And I brought the car home to my dad's house, and he looked at me. He shook his head, and he said, uh, you're not my son. <laughs> oh, harsh. Of course, he was joking. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, the car, it truly did live up to its name as a sob story. It was a horrific automobile that at moments was wonderful to drive, but I did not get that time with it very often. Mm-hmm. I practically gave it away to get it out of my life. Yeah, we've had a few of those stories here on Cars yeah, about sobs. <laughs> so, yep, those and Peugeots. <laughs> so, no disrespect to our French friends out there. Oh, my goodness. Well, funny story. Well, let's move on to something a little more fun. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on there in the shop that really has you excited and fired up? 
Yeah, there is, and it is that same Camaro that we were talking about that I grew up with, and it's Dad's car, and we're going to go through and rebuild the car, make some improvements to it, and enjoy uh, ultimately driving the car again. Very cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So are you going to restore it back to its original condition or do something special with setup, engine, suspension? We're going to transform the car a little bit, modernize it a bit, um, keep its overall appearance the same, but make it a, a car that actually stops and steers much better than, and kind of modernize it a bit that way. Cool. I can't wait. Yeah. To, can't wait to see that. That'll be great. Lucky father you got there. Very cool. Indeed. <laughs> very cool. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Chris. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? I would be, I would aspire to be an Alfa Romeo GTA. Oh, nice. Okay, and why an Alfa GTA? It's a little magical machine that makes beautiful sounds and just simply dances. And it's beautiful from every angle and performs very, very well and brings just great smiles to everyone that's around them. <laughs> well, I know that you like to do that with people. You know, GTAs are, are really cool. My friend Bill, I'm sure he's listening. A shout out to Bill, lives up here in the Northwest, raced a GTA. You're probably familiar with the car I'm talking about. And, uh, oh, yeah, I, I had the pleasure of getting to drive that car a little bit. I don't get, didn't get to drive it at speed, but it was a really, really special car. I think it was the first Trans Am winning GTA as well, which makes it even more special. But uh, very, very cool car. It's been through a few hands up here. Butch Dennison, a previous guest, he worked on that car way back when. And uh, Louis Shefshik, another guest on the show here, they all got their hands on that car. So very cool. So Chris is a GTA. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So, Chris, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of Metrovac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. Metrovac is the right choice. Learn more today at metrovac.com. Use discount code carsya 20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at carsya.com slash sponsors. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology 
with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. All right, Chris, we're back and we're entering the last lap. You've been out on the track. You know what this means. The white flag is out. It's time to put our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Let's go. All right. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Learn to communicate with the car through the seat of your pants. (laughs) I like that one. That's great. Will you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? Keeping my mouth shut and my eyes and ears open. (laughs) Another good one. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners you think they would really enjoy? I do. It's the Bosch Automotive Handbook. Oh. And it's a little little blue book. I keep it on my desk, and when I don't thoroughly understand something, I can just open it up, and the answers are inside. You know, I love that book. I've got that book on my shelf as well. I've had it for years. It's helped me figure out a lot of things. And kind of a nice segue into my next question is, is there another book that you've read, more of a you know fiction, nonfiction, business book might be? that you think our listeners would enjoy? Yes. Mark Donahue, The Unfair Advantage. Ah, yeah. (laughs) A classic. A classic. Well, I'll remind our listeners that you can find all these great resources at Chris's show notes page on carsyad.com slash Chris Benny. B-E-N-N-Y is how he spells his last name. Or just put Chris in the search box. And there's a great place on the Cars website called Guest Recommended Books with links to Chris's recommendation and all the past 350-plus guests who've been here on Cars Yeah. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Well, it's other machines, uh, namely World War II aircraft. No kidding. And just being around them, seeing them at air shows, uh, had an opportunity with uh, my father to fly in AB-17. Oh, wow. And that's a, that's a life-changing experience. <laughs> yes. And also an experience to uh, fly in a T6 Texan and do aerobatics myself. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And I'm not a pilot, but it, the experience brought the uh, aircraft up in the air with the pilot, and then they hand the controls over to you. Oh, my gosh. And away you go. Wow. That must have been something. It was, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just came back from Rensport Reunion down at Laguna Seca. And each day they had flyovers uh, by World War II aircraft that were pretty darn cool. So, uh, and of course, there's no sound like it. Oh yeah, those big radial engines are, are magnificent. And of course, up here in the Northwest, Paul Allen's got that wonderful collection of vintage World War II aircraft that's so fun to go see too. So it is. Yeah, very cool. All right, Chris, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage. But this isn't something you can sell to buy a bunch of other cars with. But money's no object. I'm going to write a check today, no matter how big that might be. What would that one vehicle be and why? Well, this was actually a really easy question. And the mind can go in all kinds of different directions to these fascinating supercars. 
For me, it's it's Dad's Camaro. Oh wow! It'll always be uh, to me an extension of him. It was my first sensation of speed riding with him in the car, and it it has true meaning to me. Wow, very cool. Well, you know that's pretty darn special. I've I've had so many answers to that question. Lots of times they're very exotic cars, cars that are way out of reach financially for people. But to uh, to talk about a car that you're actually playing with, working on, so you already have that car. It's already there. I do. There. Not, I, do. Well, I appreciate that. It's not going to cost me a dime today. Maybe I'll just pay for the restoration. How's that? That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's what you were thinking. Okay. <laughs> You've ordered that crate motor already, I can tell. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Chris, You've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in Dad's Camaro? If you don't truly listen to your customers and always act in their best interest, you will not have served them to your highest extent. Ah, Great, great lesson. I love that. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? You can follow the shop's activity on Facebook at Provo Motorsports and the website provomotorsports.com. And if you're in the neighborhood, you can simply stop in. Even better. Yes, I would encourage anyone who's up here in the Pacific Northwest to stop by, say hello to Chris, check out what he's doing. Great new shop. It's a lot of fun. The website's fun as well. Listeners, you can find links to everything Chris has shared with us today at carsyad.com. Just put Chris in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. Chris, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experience with our listeners. You can tell your worker there that he can go back to work now. I know that we had to quiet him down with the uh, pneumatic guns in the background. Uh, Time for him to get back to work. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.